Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Recognize and acknowledge Sons of Slam, which is in your ears right now, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. What's going on there, head of the table? Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh. I am the head of the table. You know what? <laughs> you literally are. Right that there. reminds me. Right now you're head of the table. I'm doing well. When my entrance music plays, sure, sure. I love to hear it. <laughs> recognize me um we had a interesting week in just speculations not so much in the actual in-ring performance but more speculations and what's to come uh this past week speculations galore galore so let's get right into all that good stuff here ah this should play anytime we walk into a room just it's automatically pops up or we just Bring an old school boombox and just play it. Um, like Brock Party? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you ever see? Well, yeah, you're too young. Never mind. Forget it. I'm going to date myself. Um, <laughs> too late. Too late. Let's see here. So let's talk about all the things as far as speculation goes and what's to come. So this mostly was with uh, AEW uh, this past week. And it looks like. We have a couple new signings suddenly at the same time. Um, and timing is always impeccable, especially with wrestling. So we had returns from WWE in Cena. We had returns with Keith Lee. Uh, anybody else I'm missing here as far as Finn Balor? Um, anybody noteworthy? No, I cannot think of anybody noteworthy. In WWE? Yeah. Goldberg. I, you know what? No. I, I didn't want to say it. No. So speaking of recognizing, I don't recognize That's him. why I said um, there's nobody noteworthy. As you point to the, <laughs> to the back TV. I thought he was still on the TV. Yeah, no. <laughs> right not. now it's, it's Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. I'll get into that nonsense later on. Um, yeah, so AEW looks like ahead of its all out, which has always been, and apparently always will be in Chicago. Um, what a perfect time to have certain somebodies come and make debuts but first off before that one there was a fir- a uh, little name uh, by a person by the name of Brian Danielson 
Yes. Uh, the American Dragon, oh, Yes, it seems like, has allegedly, at this point, we'll go with allegedly, uh-huh. signed a contract with AEW. Right. And Wait out those 90 days. I, I don't think he had to. No, he had to. Did he? Yeah. I didn't think he had one because he let his contract expire. Um, the same with Moxley. Although maybe Moxley, now that I'm thinking about it, did wait 90 days. I mean, it's still been, it has been 90 days. Has it been? So we're talking about uh, Mania? Uh, well, actually, the Friday after WrestleMania. <laughs> maybe he wasn't on that. Daniel Bryan had a one-on-one match with Roman Reigns for the title. You don't remember that? Right after Mania? Oh, when he got banished? Yeah. Right, got it. And that was his going away party. Right. Quote, right. quote unquote. It's an interesting uh, time to be a wrestling fan. I think we're getting a new, a new. I don't want to say a new attitude era because then that that implies that they are going to be different types of. They're going to switch from the characters they are now to go to more reality based characters, which in in a sense is what they are doing. Which what they need. What they need, but I don't. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. It's going to be another attitude error. <laughs> if you say so. Um, I will say that it's. I, I do not think it's a coincidence, and I do believe it was 90 days because Mania was April 10th and 11th, and we are well past that into July, the end of July here at 90 days. So it's, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that now he's being signed. Yeah. Um, so Brian Danielson uh, heading over to AEW. And the irony in this whole thing uh, and what was kind of throwing a wrench into all plans here is this other uh, news that... Chicago's own Chicago made CM in the, in the CM Punk. Chicago made Punk. Chicago made Punk is being signed by AEW. And according to the article, quote, they already had plans for Brian Danielson to debut at Arthur Ashe Stadium. <sighs> Can't wait when we're live and watching that. September 22nd. However, that was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Dave Meltzer saying he's, uh, is, uh, he's known since May. They had discussed internally in May when his contract ran up, but they didn't start talks about they didn't start talks until about two or three weeks ago. So that stuff didn't start happening until recently. Um, then the punk stuff happened after Brian, so they had plans in place for Brian at Arthur Ashe, and then this punk stuff happened, and it's kind of thrown a wrench into how they want to present everything. Now they've got to reformat everything because of that, uh, because it's how do you capitalize off of this buzz, and what are they going to do exactly is what they're trying to figure out unquote um so it looks like as far as timeline goes if they're looking to do this at arthur ash uh yes and it says here it goes on to say that daniel bryan started talking to them about two or three weeks ago which makes it right at the end of of the 90 days which and and i did read somewhere that tony khan is making sure all of his all of his i's are dotted and all of his t's are crossed and that they are zero speculation that he could be contract tampering. Mm-hmm. I know that there's been he's been really adamant to say like we're going to we're going to wait your you're going to wait your 90 days right. and then after those 90 days are up we'll start talking. We're not going to start talking you know a month in and then and then we'll release it in 90 days. Right. W- you know, you're going to wait your 90 days. I don't want anything to to ruin what what they have going right now. Which is why the situation with Alicia Black was hella different because it was black who made the recognition as far as his 30 day um, contract and not 90 days typically. 
And so when you reached out to Tony Khan, I'm sure he did the same thing. Tony crossed his eyes and dotted his T's and uh and made sure that he wasn't uh under contract uh with WWE and he was not. So after thirty days, that's why it was so quick with him. But Daniel uh, Brian Danielson, excuse me. Um, uh, that one's gonna get some getting weird. Used it's to. gonna be very weird. You gotta, I gotta think about Daniel Bryan and then switch it and reverse it. Um, you gotta put your thing down, flip it, and reverse smack, it. Smack, <laughs> smack it, down. smack it, flip it, rub it down. Um, yeah. So there was that, and then CM Punk, uh, and then also as part of the story, uh, which was actually denied by AEW, there were officials that had flown to Chicago to meet up with him. Uh, and also start doing the uh, the planning for All Out, which is happening. Uh, when is when is All Out? September fifth. September fifth. So it's, we, al- it's always the first week. It's it's always around Labor Day. Got it. Um, so we will. It looks like we will have the debut of Punk before we will have the debut of Brian Danielson. Yes. Now, an interesting thing about this is that when the news first broke that that CM Punk to AEW was a possibility, mm-hmm. not that it was a guarantee, but you know, this is all still allegedly. AEW has said nothing about it. Right, right. D- hello, hello. Give you a Um The what CM Punk is so good at doing is he's great at being a troll. Like yes. every major wrestling star is really good at trolling the audience. Mm-hmm. Which, if you think about it nowadays. New Age kayfabe is just trolling. Sure. If you if you want to put it like that. Uh, CM Punk posted onto his Instagram stories. And it was just a black screen. And there was a song playing in the background. I don't know the exact name of the song. But our audience and every audience in the world probably doesn't know it. But they would recognize the song as being the intro for one Michael Jordan. Okay. It's the... The Chicago Bulls theme. The Chicago Bulls theme, exactly. It's Michael Jordan's theme song. It's, <laughs> That's exactly what it is. When you hear that, you're like, oh my God, Jordan's here. Jordan and, and his 90s Bulls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So he had posted that, which, you know, could just be him looking out for nostalgia... But in the wake of all of this news, CM Punk has been signed by AEW. Yeah. So and and just looking while you're you're talking about that uh, on the screen here, and CM Punk's trolling on social media. So uh, it was reported that fans noticed that Punk followed AEW on Twitter. He previously did not follow Tony Khan's company. After that, made headlines. He followed the Young Bucks. So they and then they show pictures of his follows. Uh, his next two follows were rather interesting. He followed Tony Khan. And Vinnie Mac. He was already following WWE. Uh, and the fact that he had the WWE app on his phone caused a big stir. Uh, Ringside News exclusively reported that CM Punk signed a contract with AEW and he's on his way. Punk and Brian Danielson's signings both came up in the past couple weeks. Uh, now they're happening and this could be a big time for All Elite Wrestling. Which, duh. Um, CM Punk, if Punk and Brian were to show up at the same show. Like on the same AEW live television show or yeah. pay per view for that matter, mm-hmm. it would be the equivalent of the Outsiders going over. Now I that, did that, I see that be. <laughs> I did send you guys that picture online. I think this would be bigger, but good. Yes, it would. Well, 
Hang on, let, let, let me let me say what I want to say yeah, first, ahead, and then yeah. I'll go into it. Right, I have to think about. The I sent you too. that picture online where it was the outsiders and photoshopped onto their head was uh, Punk and Brian, yes. and then Hogan in the middle and photoshopped onto his head was Brock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> um, yeah, let me, let me before I make that statement now. So I, I like I like when we go down, we, we take a sharp left turn and, and start delving into what ifs. Um, would this be as big or bigger than and than the outsiders coming over? See, here's here's my deal. I'm going to say it would be as big. It would not be bigger, for the simple fact that everybody still thought that the outsiders were a part of WWE. Right. There was none of this social media back then. Right. You thought that WWE was in fact invading WCW. I almost said AEW. <laughs> um, but the and especially the promo that Scott Hall cut in the middle of that ring. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's got to be one of the most influential promos in, in history. Right. That's going up there with Austin 316 in my book. Okay. But I, I don't think it's bigger than. See, I, I agree with you as far as the Austin 316 and Scott Hall comparison, because at that time, even then when they went to WCW, um, they were big names. They were only big at that time because they were from another company. And again, as you mentioned, social media wasn't around then, so you really didn't know what the hell was going on. They only became as big as they did become when Hogan joined and NWO actually became a thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this situation, Brian Danielson and CM Punk are so over already that no matter where they ended up, they would have still been way over. But the fact that they're now going over... They're pulling a Scott Hall and Kevin Nash going to another company, but the difference being is that they're way over more now than Hall and Nash were then. Well, yeah, Scott Hall back then was just a glorified mid carder. Right, think about it. Yeah, with with that, he was just in the in the well, IC had, title scene. Well, no, he had he had he had the belt. He did, but it wasn't like it, I still feel like he was. Uh, he wasn't constantly in the main event scene. No, you know. No, he wasn't. Like Diesel uh, was was always somewhere around the main event. Yes, especially when he was when he was partnered with with Sean. Right, right. So at least you have, but you know, I'll even piggyback off what you said. Both of these guys are main event superstars. Mm. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. Like they they are household names. I think my buddy who knows nothing about wrestling was like, I would, I go. You know who CM Punk like because the story had just broke and I was at his house and I was like you know who CM Punk is right? Mm. He's like yeah mm. I know who that is, and then I'm like all right that's I get that because he CM Punk did cross over into the MMA world and if you are an MMA fan you're gonna know who CM Punk is sure. because he had that god awful fight with fucking Mickey Gall, <laughs> and uh, was that the fight that a uh, that was the first fight ended up oh the second fight got reversed. As far as the yes. decision, got yes, got yes. So he is one, he, oh, one and one, or one and one. He's one, one and one, one and one, one and one. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, he did know who CM Punk is. So you know, CM Punk is that big of a Translates name for over. someone who doesn't know. Now, granted, he does like the UFC and MMA, but even as a exterior fan of sorts, right. so he does have that crossover. Daniel Bryan doesn't have that crossover. If you're not, I don't want to say if you're not completely into wrestling, but it's, it's, you're going to find more people that know who CM Punk is as opposed to who Daniel Bryan is. The layman people. 
Um, yeah. I, I, if I had to guess, yeah. Like you have to, you have to have followed some type of wrestling at some point to know who Daniel Bryan is. Right. But with CM Punk, it's like, oh, this guy's been in the news and he's, you know, crossed over into different fields. Mm. And he's acted. Nope. Nope. Never mind. Nope. Nope. Nothing I recall. No, he did have a, uh, I don't know if he's in the show because I haven't watched it, but I do know that he was hired as a consultant for uh, Stephen Amell's new show, Heels. Okay. Which I have not watched. I kind of do because it's about wrestling. Mm. But why the fuck is it on the Stars Network? <laughs> That's my question. Why? Whatever, whatever gets picked up. That makes no sense. Whatever, whatever picks you up. Um, yeah. So, so CM Punk to AEW, and uh, I, I believe I mentioned it to uh, to Bob uh, via text. As far as we were talking about, just uh, the the head to head right now with WWE and AEW, and the creative. I said creative control uh, to him as far as the appeal to go over to AEW. And he said to me, um, and I'm paraphrasing, well, we saw what happened with WCW and their creative control and how that went out of off the rails. And I'm, I said, true, but the difference here is that AEW has Tony and the buck stops with Tony, uh, Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. And... The creative control was the, I think, the wrong term in this situation. I, I said freedom. Creative, creative freedom is right, and I, I think I said, uh, uh, let's see what, go back and see what I actually said. But uh, it's first more, of all, you were talking about Bob. I'm like, who the f-? Bob? Like, oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. AKA, yeah, it's what I. I would call him Bob if I had a friend named Rob too. I would call him Bob. Hey Bob, are you kidding me? It's funny as hell. Um, hey Bob. Hey there, Bob. Uh, let's see here. Is he gonna? I said. Are, are both of them gonna finally start watching? No. Uh, I said the difference. <laughs> I said the difference is the owner of the company has final say here regarding matches. Character control is a better term. Okay. So character control. So you you can like like Malachi Black. What you saw at the end of WWE is kind of where he wanted to go with it. And that, that was like Vince maybe giving him like a little tickle in the balls, little tickle, <laughs> little tickle of the taint, a uh, little. I was gonna say a little like go of the leash, but yeah, you went there. Um, <laughs> so, you were you were fondling the fondling air, fondling air with balls. What did you want me to think? Air balls. Um, <laughs> so Malachi had speaking uh, of air balls. Speaking of, we'll get to that in a second. Um, Alistair had that 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 control kind of creatively a little bit at the end there until uh, everything went off the rails. And then he just brought that over and jacked it up to 12 and is now an AEW against Cody. So it's yeah, creative freedom, as you said, here with you know knowing where the lane is. Like that's what, um, if, uh, on a side note here, uh, Matt Hardy, uh, they interviewed him uh, about a week or two ago. And he said the best job he's ever had has been AEW. Yeah. The best job he's ever had. And he's been around for over 25 years. So the idea of of that, I mean, he's he's never been in the the title scene. He's he's had title matches, but having control, having just the freedom to be able to do what you want as a character, that's got to be huge. And yeah. so you, you know, obviously, you're you're he's right now, and his his uh, Hardy compound, uh, family compound, is basically mid card, but still having I, that's a give and take man i would love to be able to interview him and say listen what, do you do you regret not being on the the top tier right now just for being happy in the business because that's a huge huge deal like maybe you have to like kind of give away certain freedoms to be at the top whereas now you can just kind of have your stable of guys 
and say, listen, I'm just happy where I am. I'm getting paid. I'm doing what I love. And this is who I want to be as a character. So, you know, he, he tried the, the delete when he first got into, uh, into AEW. Kind of veered away from that and went into this whole new character, his 50,000th different character in his career. And it's working for him, working for him now. So all that to say is that you know CM Punk, uh, if you had if he had to choose, and if if you, you know, if I I don't know him from from Adam, but it, just knowing who kind of seeing who he is as a person, having control like that, as opposed to being in WWE and kind of being under Vince's thumb, I, I would say he you know a hundred out of a hundred times would choose AEW. Yeah, absolutely. If you um, want that, ca- every every wrestler that's in the business wants. Uh, character freedom they want the they want the ability to choose which way their character goes Mm. but people who you know a lot of people are going to think that oh they're just going to want to go into the title scene that's not exactly true matt hardy got brought in for being broken matt hardy and when he realized that it wasn't going anywhere and after all the stuff with the elite was done Mm -hmm. and he was trying to do his own thing it just didn't resonate with fans which is also weird to say because he that's how be that's I mean, like his biggest character was well yeah was broken Matt Hardy yeah and it started as a joke yeah if you think about it like yeah. it really was just a a rib yeah and then people saw it backstage at WWE it caught on and then that's pretty much how they got signed I know <laughs> they how they got signed again again him and Nero <laughs> now that him going over there. And linking the two, if Jeff were to go over there, mm. and them two link up, woof. So apparently he has, uh, in, he's in COVID protocol right now, which is why he wasn't uh, on again at Raw this week. Yes, he uh, had. He was at a, a festival or something or, or a show. Yeah, somewhere I had the article. So they're not saying it. that they're not saying that he has it, but they're just putting him in protocol because it was reported that where he was, there was a break, outbreak of COVID. I heard that he actually has it. Okay, I see. I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, I had yeah. heard that that he is actually he has contracted, tested positive for. Uh, making these noises. Yeah, your laptop wants to talk to us. <laughs> is this ex machina? Is that what your laptop is? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do Hold believe he had tested positive. Yeah. Although, I don't know how that gets out like that. I don't. How does that? He had to have said that to somebody. How does that get out? Because I, I recently just found out HIPAA laws only applies to doctors. Okay. Like you can tell. So I can tell anybody I want. You can tell anybody you want about what you have. Right. But if a doctor tells, like if a doctor tells the media, that's, that's, a, that, that's you breaking HIPAA laws. Mm. If a reporter tells the media, that's not technically breaking HIPAA laws. Right. So it's just applying to doctors. Interesting. The more you know. The more you know. Um, Damn, if we had timed it up with the sound of your laptop, <laughs> that would have been great. Let's see if I can recreate that. Um, <laughs> speaking of tickling, I don't know. Um, okay, sure. Sure, we'll go with that. I'd love I to tickle. <laughs> we had a WWE live uh, house show uh, as opposed to a recorded house show um, this past weekend. And Bianca Belair and Carmella, guess what? They fought again. Uh, love love having rematches, and there was a slight mishap. Slight, slight. With uh, I'm sure if if you haven't seen already, it's all over the interwebs. Uh, towards the end of the match, nothing big. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe about like maybe about like a B cup. 
Maybe more than a B. Uh, there's a clip now circulating that Carmela's top comes undone completely. Complete. Well, her, so her back is completely exposed while wrestling uh, Bianca. Um, there's just videos all over the place. I have uh, watched that video thousands. I'm of sure. Times. <laughs> I'm not only do I hoping be- not only do I believe that, that it would change. <laughs> As if something's gonna change. Wait, I saw something happen. Yeah, this this one's different. Uh, so yeah, so basically, it's it's her wrestling the end of the match. The top comes undone, and she, and listen, credit to her, man, because Bianca didn't realize that was going on till the end, the very end of the match. Carmella was holding on to it on her chest the entire time while doing flips. She has her in the picture that we're seeing here. She has her in a scissor hold in her legs right now in, her, in uh, Bianca's he- uh, head. Well, that's her submission move. And if she had locked in that submission move, everybody at that live event would have been exposed to her very nice boobs. I would assume I've never seen them. I was going to say, how do you know? Did you ask Corey? So, I wish. <laughs> so Bianca, towards the end of the match, if you watch the clip, sees that her 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 top is done, undone and puts her in a roll-up and ends the match. Well, if you see, I, I think, I don't even think she noticed. She looked at her back. She I went see to, that Bianca she, like looked at her back. Okay, because I thought what had happened was is she was going to put her in the KOD and, and Carmella, what I thought was Carmella goes to her and is like, hey, don't do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> roll me up for the win. See, like you can see, like we just played the video here. So you can see like the top is like half off. It's, <laughs> Bian- it's Bianca's fault. If she had just, you know, lost right here, it wouldn't have happened. And we'd have a new champ. There we go. So it's so Carmella's continuing to go for more roll ups. Her, roll her up, top is still up. on. Top right still on. here is where it comes. So Bianca's up. goes up, goes for a uh, backslide, backslide roll up, and there it is. That's and, where it comes. And undone. that's where it comes. Up. And if you listen to the crowd, like they're like, oh, oh, oh. everybody's looking like heads are turning now. I would have stood. Everybody in the front row is acting so goddamn casual. I would have been on the edge of my seat. Yeah, like, oh my God. With my cell phone out, like most people are right there. (laughs) Look at, and she, like, Bianca has her up. That's an impressive move. Like, Carmella holding up to the top. That was the slightest little bit of under you had. Here, like, right there, right here. Okay, so yeah, she did. So she's looking, she she was going for her finish move, Bianca was, saw that and just rolled her up. All right. That, That was that moment. So it was just it's just a very weird situation. I'm sure it happens oh, it happens all the time because we just saw it again on uh, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Why did nobody this film this video is from it, what looks to be zoomed in from like the, the top of the rafters <laughs> from where we are going to be sitting in Arthur Ashe Stadium. <laughs> the top of the rafters. Like like this looks like section 100 as opposed to floor seats. Why yeah. is nobody on the floor also props to the children that are seeing this ringside. Well, they have no clue what's going on. They are so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, her top. Um, I saw my first pair of boobs at a <laughs> WWE show. <laughs> WWE making dreams come true. Um, I mean, that should be their tagline: making dreams come true, and then just show boobs. Also, quick question: If Carmella were to wrestle in a bra and panties match, written in the nineties, gone. Written in the nineties. Let's just say we're in the nineties, and Carmella is competing in the nineties. Sure. If she if she is wearing, there's nothing underneath that. No. She's just wearing a bra and pa- Are you going to have to strip her naked in a bra and panties match? I'm just spitballing. I'm just, <laughs> just spitballing. spitballing something that's not, never going to happen. Never going to happen. Um, just fantasy book it for a little bit. Carmella in a bra and panties match, what's going to happen? Or is she going to show up with a with a, a, a skin color bra like in... like in Maybe she has pasties. What's my age again in Blink-182? I don't even know. No, Adam's song. I'm sorry. That's what it was. 
when they're running naked on the beach. When they're running naked on the beach and yeah. it's all blurred out. Yeah. Obviously, it's not them just right. free balling it. Maybe it is. It's all skin colored tights. <sighs> to dream. Anyway. To dream. Um, yeah, so there's a car. And then it happened again with not, not as, not to this severity, but uh, Eva Marie on Monday Night Raw. We'll get to that also uh, as far as her top popping off. Uh, WWE, WWE is, uh, listen, lean into this, into the skid there. Cause they are, uh, putting together a new scripted, uh, series based on the steroid scandal. And it is entitled the United States versus Vince McMahon. I am highly excited for this. Actually. So am I. Um, cause I don't know what year this happened. This was, so this was actually in the, I want to say the. Mid- this is the '90s ones, right? This is '90s, yes. Okay, so, so this, this is the was one, this is the one with Hulk Hogan. So with Hogan, right? So Hogan was actually, if I remember correctly, because that's really all I remember is old stuff. Um, it was in WCW at the time, and he got called in uh, to testify. But yeah, basically, he was getting sued. Um, let's see here. WWE and Bloomhouse have partnered to up to develop a new series called the United States of America versus Vince McMahon. This new series yet to be picked up on a broadcasting platform will focus on the company's tribulations with steroids in the 90s. This will also stand as the first scripted portrayal of Vince McMahon, along with many other legendary superstars of the time. The dramatical portrayal of these events will unfold in a planned series. Oh, is it going to be like uh, 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 the people versus OJ? I. Like, is that's it, exactly what I thought of. Okay, I, 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 it's I'm not assuming, a documentary. It's more. It, it's, no, it's acted. It's at, oh, I'm exactly. very excited for yeah. this now. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a docu series, kind of no, like, like so when they say scripted series. That's, yeah. That since the series is getting the stamp of approval from WWE, it will be very interesting to see how the story is told. It is likely that many facts will be washed over to paint WWE in a positive light. See, now they say that we never handed out steroids to them. <laughs> now they say that they got but, it on their own. But I. You know, I give them credit because they had their hand in also with the A and E biographies. Not too many. I mean, there were certain situations where they weren't looking that great <laughs> in WWE, yeah. um, especially when it came to like the Ultimate Warrior stuff. Um, Vice and uh, Dark Side of the Ring have more so. zero relationship with WWE. No so relationship. They're just they're pulling no punches when it comes to that. Right. Right. But uh, like we've talked about this before, but in like that certain situation with with uh, Ultimate Warrior, it was more just attack 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 warrior whereas WWE had everybody involved and kind of laid both sides. Yeah. But in that situation, they they weren't really I mean, he Warrior at the end of the day tried to make amends before he 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 died, but he wasn't really that great of a guy. And so uh, WWE also weren't that great uh, with as far as steroids, as far as him, as far as uh, uh, I'm trying to think of other documentaries that Amy had that uh, were kind of even uh, Shawn Michaels. Like it just, I, I, I don't really agree with, I can see them doing that, but I don't really agree with the wash over part because again, they... They, to their credit, in those documentaries, kind of put themselves out there and let them just go. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince McMahon once w- was indicted by the federal government in 1994 for allegedly supplying anabolic steroids to WWE superstars. McMahon went to trial in the midst of a terrible set of life events. Stephanie and Shane, his two children, were in school at the time, and his company was on the brink of bankruptcy. Yeah, that was a huge, huge time there where they were just like floundering. Uh, ser- the series will follow those events of McMahon's life as he was also judged by a jury of his peers in this massive steroid case. So this was right as 
this was right after Hogan left to go to WCW. Yeah, yeah this was oh, like this that. like right at the beginning of Hogan uh, in WCW. I had heard I had heard stories about about this case. Didn't he also get indicted with Randy Orton? Not with Randy Orton, but there was something with Randy Orton where they had to go to court and he had to testify, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years later, obviously. But wasn't that also steroids? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it, I'm really excited. And I want Adam Ray to portray Vince McMahon. That's all that I want. Who? He's the comedian who, who played Vince in uh, uh, Young Rock. Okay. It's good Vince McMahon. I can see that. By the way, uh, Roman Reigns and his wife. His wife is good God. Smoking. What are you talking about, Roman? Or about, uh... Both of them, honestly. <laughs> his wife. Good Lord. I'm just uh, flipping through here. Yeah, man. Just It's my head of the table. I acknowledge him. I, <laughs> I, wanna... I acknowledge her. Um, hey, Gal- careful. Galena. Galena. Galena Becker. Yeah, no. I acknowledge her. Forget him. She's the head of my table. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she, never mind. She. Uh, <laughs> Good for him. There was something about head and tables, and <laughs> I was going to make a joke. I'm just not going to do it because anyway. I, I acknowledge Roman Reigns as my head of the <laughs> table. Head of the table. Anyway, I don't want to do anything to. I'm disrupt that. I appreciate that. I, <laughs> I still want you alive. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'd be remiss, and I'm a little hesitant to bring this up. But it's only been two years that we've been doing the show, and uh, you've been talking nonstop about the idea of having since day one a Queen of the Ring tournament. Yep. And the it, the ideas have come. You kept saying it. Nothing. 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 <sighs> yeah. Go play it for me, would you? It seems like uh, you better. Shit. There it Bitch, is. You guessed it. Right. It looks like we have a Queen of the Ring tournament coming, allegedly starting in October. Yep. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm excited. Holy shit. Uh, first of all, I mean, kudos to you for bringing this up, but why did it take so long? Shouldn't this shouldn't this have been a thing like when Evolution was going on, uh, 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 the, when the women's uh, pay-per-view was happening? They needed me. <laughs> they, are you going to pay for this? <laughs> Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, yeah. I got to deal with him. Good. <laughs> I signed a billion dollar deal with Mister <laughs> Man <laughs> for for one idea for a pay per view. Great. Um, Yo, honestly, if they just give me no, I'm not going to say. That, probably they're probably pay- going to stick to it. Never mind. Yeah, I no, want a million dollars at least. Uh, yeah, that's, I was going to say one dollar. I want no, a million not. dollars at least. At least. least. The company has plans to start a Queen of the Ring tournament. Uh, I said pay-per-view. probably won't be. It'll probably be like a, no. through Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. We previously covered that, or the Ringside News previously covered the possibility, and that's something that WWE has in the pipeline. Um, let's see. Post They posted the current plans to hold that tournament October 8th, continue it on October 11th. Uh, that will see it start on SmackDown with the second round on Raw. Man, look at you. Yeah, I've been wanting this for a really long time now. I don't know why they have n- have never done it. I guess the women's roster is not as stacked as it is now. Really? I mean, think about two years ago. Who from on the roster right now is still there two they years ago? They had a 30-woman uh, uh, Royal Rumble two years ago. That's true. They had enough people. Yeah. Even with the people that were like the one, the, the one-offs, like... Uh, 
Molly Holly and uh, Beth Phoenix that came in for like there were still 20 other women that they could have done this tournament with. I think they want to I think they wanted to see how well that the Queen of the Ring did. Oh, I'm sorry, the Evolution did. Evolution didn't do that well. The pay-per-view? Yeah. Really? Not enough to do it again. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> that was, I didn't That I, was let's see uh it was October of 18. 18. 19? Yeah. 18. 18. 18. Yeah. yeah. That was bef- right before we started the yeah, show. I was supposed to go. I couldn't go. But it was 18. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, we were in what you call it by then. We were doing CSB by then. Oh, we were. Yeah. yeah. We were CSB. Yeah. So that was yeah, so 18. So we talked about three years ago. Um, almost. Almost three years. So it, they haven't brought it back. So that should tell you something. But this should be something that they should have I think done that years COVID ago. COVID had a thing to do with that. Not 19. A sl- well, October, <laughs> if you wait a whole year, that would be October of 19. Of 19. And COVID now, didn't happen until March of 20. Well, COVID didn't happen in America until March of 20. Okay, well, un- so until then. Right. So until then, they still And nothing to- that doesn't happen in America, <laughs> America's first and foremost. America number one, everyone else shit. <laughs> America number one. <laughs> Uh, if you remember correctly, in January of 2020, by the way, we had a packed stadium at Royal Rumble in Houston. Oh, it was just, amazing. Just, just putting that out there. It was amazing. <laughs> so we could have right after that. We could have had. Hit the fan. We could have had a women's pay per view uh, October of 19. Um, Damn, that means it took three years for Baron Corbin to do this whole full circle of a character. Yeah, it's not bad, I guess. All I want to say about that. Oh yeah. I'm going to put a pin in the Queen of the Ring. I'm getting paid for it. That's all that matters. I want exact numbers. But when we go off the air, I want exact Three numbers. 3.2 <laughs> right, <cutting> cents. <laughs> On the dollar. Uh, yeah, so that's happening in October. So congratulations to Joe Black for coming up with just an amazing idea that should have been done years ago. Yep. And uh, you just, you're just basically getting a credit for pointing out the obvious. Yep. So good for you. And if this um, is how, how my planning goes, by this time next year, we will still not have a four <laughs> horsewoman match. <laughs> so those those are two things. Listen, you, your your two things have been this, the Queen of the Ring, and the four horsewoman match. Yeah. And you're definitely not getting the four, four horsewoman match. Not for the next year, at least, because Ronda Rousey is still pregnant. But they're all gone. Zelina Vega came back in five months. I don't want to hear no shit. <laughs> That is true. That is, I don't want to hear nothing. But at least she was she was a prominent factor on Monday Night Raw. Like the other two were barely. And Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke were a prominent factor oh, on no, nope. Raw Underground. On <laughs> Raw Underground, and <laughs> when they're at the PC cheering uh, on the floor with masks on, um, that's where we got our you first. Can do it right as a surprise. We got our first look at Boogs uh, during that time. That's right. He was, he was sitting in the corner, like rocking out, like, with his mask on. Who's this weird guy? <laughs> who's the guy with the long hair in the back? I like him. I like him. Yeah, <laughs> looks like a porn star. Uh, so that's Queen of the Ring, and that is coming to a screen near you in October. If you've been a fan of us since day one, you'll know how mo- how high I was on Baron Corbin winning the King of the Ring that year. And look at that. And I'm telling you, mm. the guy's getting over. Baron Corbin. Yes. I, you know what? <laughs> After watching... Ironically, it took him to nix out the King gimmick, but that's neither here nor there. I think now with this new, he's like... He's getting over. ...downtrodden gimmick, he, he and... I'm going to put a a, a a pin on this one. Corbin, Kevin Owens, tag team champions at SummerSlam. Okay. 
against the against the bloodline against the Usos? No, against uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's on SmackDown. Yeah, I was thinking Omos and AJ Styles. I mean, that would be awesome. The both of them get drafted. Uh, yeah, shoot, that's right. Yeah, it can't happen. I mean, it could. It could. It won't. It's not going to. All right, so the Usos. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you put you pair the two of them and put them in like a tag team uh, situation, they might have like a brief run, but just, just do it. <laughs> just, just do. It. I mean, even even now, it's if they do it, uh, the end of they August, call them summer fat summer. broke. Nah, but oh, <laughs> I'm on fire today. <laughs> Sell that one too. Sell that idea. What else you got? Um, I have this really quick thing I want to talk about. Uh, John Cena. You know, do, 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 do that guy. I don't know who that is. Um, remember how when John Cena came back uh, for the Fruity Pebbles, John Cena. Yes. The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Well, he was Fruity Pebbles. Sure. Um, when he came back, there was still that element of John Cena's not exactly a part-timer. Mm. Even though he is, he's still somewhat fresh in everyone's minds. Mm. And you still had that division of, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. Let's go Cena, Cena sucks. Right. And it was all that, the whole program. Now, if you look at what Cena's doing with his whole Summer of Cena gimmick, mm-hmm. which came out before the Summer of Punk that Pro Wrestling Tees put on their website. I just want to point that out. Okay. Um, I think that the Cena sucks era is over. You say that now. I do, and it's over. I'm saying, but you say it now, but it's 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 going to come back. No, it won't. It came back. The, it, no, it won't. It came back on Monday. What are you talking about? The no, very next day, there were people saying Cena sucks. I didn't hear them. <laughs> just because you probably just chose not to, but there was a mix uh, of, of chance. It was more, more positive than negative, but there were people shouting Cena sucks. I'll put it to you like this. <laughs> it will never just go I'll, away. I'll give you the fact that maybe the crowds are still on a high from the pandemic being like, hey, we're just glad to have a, a very high high-end superstar in front of us mm-hmm. in our presence right now. Mm-hmm. And now that the crowds are back to 100%, I want to see who, when they get to New York or Boston, especially Philly, if you can still have a full-on pop without a Cena sucks, mm. I think that the Cena sucks era is completely over. I think you're delusional, but sure. Well, that's the that's the whole reason we became friends is because I'm delusional <laughs> about everything. About everything. Listen, I I I love John Cena. I, I think that his promos this past uh, Friday and uh, and Reigns was hysterical, man. I and when we get to SmackDown, listen, I appreciate good positions. Oh, me too. And uh, him pointing out the obvious, I think, uh, it depends on how you're doing it. I'll just put that out there, <laughs> <laughs> and we will we will get back to that. Very shortly. We'll put a pin in that. Yes. We'll go talk about Figurative, AEW. Figuratively and literally. Uh, let's talk about anything else before we get into uh, <laughs> I got nothing. the week that was. All right. More of a doggy style. All right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> AEW, we had Fighter Fest Nights Dos. Uh, this is from uh, Garland, Texas. And uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I can appreciate that. Uh, Tony Khan is a man of the people, and that he will hire someone uh, to give him a chance because he's hot in the moment. And talk about hot. Talk about hot. Talk so, about hot. Let's get into it. So, not Chris, figuratively. 
no, literally absolutely hot. No, yes, no. <laughs> it's not a good no, look. I'm sorry. Not literally, figuratively hot. Not a good looking guy. So, Chris Jericho in chapter one of the five labors of Jericho, of course, uh, it's just it's just going to be entertaining to watch him in all these matches, in all five of these matches. Um, now, before before you, you move on, yes. we all thought, at least I did, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. I thought that the five labors of, labors of Jericho were just going to be different matches with the Pinnacle members until it gets to MJF. MJF. Right. I think that's what we all thought. That is exactly what we A thought. A one-on-one with... So that means it would have to be... Actually, hang on. You could still do that. You could have done that. Spears, Wardlow. Uh, Both members Dax, of FTR. FT, right, FTR. Yeah. Four, that's four. And then Tully. <laughs> Tully. <laughs> so technically, no, you needed a fifth. Um, yeah. And so we got we got our fifth and, and immediately got our, our one of our five. So Jericho taking on the uh, the chairman, Sean Spears, and the stipulation here was that Sean Spears could use a chair and Jericho could not. Um, That's very WWE-esque of him. I, I do like that, though. Right? I do like that stipulation. Um, with MJF on the commentary, they <laughs> I just like how they, they play out that they just loathe him. <laughs> they just despise everything at MJF. Tony Schiavone is the um, one that's putting over MJF the most as a heel. Yes, absolutely. He's like yeah. this. He's a piece of garbage. How does no one see this? <laughs> Listen, I, I know you either. You it seems like you feel some sort of way about Tony Schiavone that you're not really high on him. It's because I grew up with Jr. Okay, well, I grew up with both. And exactly. I appreciate. I do appreciate Tony Schiavone. I do appreciate him in with, the MJF character scenario. I appreciate him there, and I also appreciate him with the uh, with. Um, Britt Baker and that that whole relationship. Um, you mean f- like legitimately a shoot friendship? Yeah, <laughs> I just like that. I like that she has her matches and she comes in as a heel, but then immediately beelines to, to Tony and gives him a hug. Tony Schiavone was at Walmart looking for toothpaste and FaceTimed okay. Britt Baker, okay. asking <laughs> which best? one is the best, which uh, which a dent which a dental doctor would recommend. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, they have they have this match with uh, Spears and, and Jericho. Uh, chair being uh, involved here, obviously Jericho gets the win with the. Uh, I want to keep saying Codebreaker. I he did do a uh, Walter Jericho at one point, uh, which I thought was, which I believe is called the Lion Tamer now. But they said Walter Jericho on the broadcast. Did they really? <laughs> they did. I missed they that. Said one. Walter Jericho. Um, hit him with the Judas, Judas effect. Uh, Jericho did. Got the one two three. MJF gets on the mic. It says, next week on Dynamite, labor number two will be a no-disqualification match against the most sadistic, most twisted, most criminal human being to ever step foot inside the ring. Hang on a sec. Please. This is where I popped. He goes... I didn't, know where, man, I didn't know where he was going, by the way, with this. I, I didn't know where he was going until he said... This, I, I think he said something about dying. This man had died and come back. But what he right, said, which right. is what I knew immediately, mm. was he goes... This guy robbed a bank without yes, a mask. Yes, there it and is. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Rob, robbed a bank without a mask. Nick Freak. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to make an addendum to that. Because this is how it should be. <laughs> Nick fucking Gage. Nick Gage. And he comes out, man. And he is hyped. And it, you know, for, for the it, pop, though. The pop oh was huge. God. The pop was huge. So it, it just goes to show that if, if you have not seen. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring, and I knew of Nick Gage only because I knew of the story of um, <sighs> the, the actor. Tournament of, oh wait, what? The actor. David uh, Arquette. David Arquette, thank you. You mean the professional wrestler? I'm sorry, the professional wrestler slash sometimes actor. Do, you mean former WCW champion, <laughs> David Arquette. <laughs> recognize, recognize. 
head of the table. Um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, yeah, he was he was the greatest of all time. Uh, Nick Nick Gage had had this match with with David Arquette, and if you again if you have not watched his episode of Dark Side of the Ring, please go watch it. Please go watch all of them, but this one in particular because this guy is absolutely fucking insane. Uh, and my my favorite part of that, with all due respect, with all due respect, he's all insane, respect. and he's, that's not a man we want to piss off. And and he's probably like you're absolutely right, but that the the long short of that story with Gage and Arquette was that Arquette wanted to have this match. Well, didn't really want to because it was kind of uh, it was Nick Gage, and he told him, "Don't like cut me, don't do anything like stupid." And what does he do? Takes the 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 pizza cutter, starts cutting his forehead. Yep. Um, bashes, you know, gets bashed with like the uh, fluorescent light bulbs and all this other shit that you know uh, these deathmatch guys. He do. almost legitimately killed him. He gets stabbed in the neck by by one of the shards by a light tube. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So there, that was that story. So that Nick Gage is someone now known uh, over the world as far all over the world as far as professional wrestling, even in organizations like this. And so he gets such a pop, which is was kind of surprising to me. But at the same time, I loved it because that means that people were watching. People know who he is, either on either through the documentary or through them seeing him on like GCW and other yeah. organizations. I think to me, the the pop wasn't so surprising. It was I would have been more surprised if he didn't get a pop, like if it was just right. casual cheering, mm. like Nikki Ash on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> if it was just that, I would have been uh, like, oh fuck, right. he's not as over as everybody thought he was. Mm. But he is every bit of over as everyone thinks that he is. Right. And since you mentioned GCW really quickly, sure. he just had a death match with <laughs> Matt Cardona. People might know him as Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder, yeah. L.I. Long Island Zone. Mm-hmm. Lost it to someone. Or, or I'm sorry. Let me, let me rephrase that. It turns out that Matt Cardona defeated Nick Gage, the king of the death match. In a death match <laughs> and won the GCW championship. And after that, chaos ensued. People Did it. almost quite literally rioted and forced Matt Cardona out of the ring. I, you know what? I, <laughs> they threw beer bottles. They threw- People are comparing it to Hogan's turn. They threw pizza cutters at him. There was one person that did throw a pizza cutter. He said, and I quote, I was fearful for my life and my well-being. And he still got the money shot with the title in the middle of the ring. He dropped to his knees like Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. The boyhood dream. (laughs) Matt Cardona. The boyhood dream of Matt Cardona was to beat Nick Gage (laughs) in a death match. And if anybody sees pictures of... He got jacked. He got jacked up. Not only did he get jacked up, his shirt was red going out of it. It was quite crystal white when he walked in. Hmm. It was so, so fucking white when he walked in. The amount of blood that he shed hmm. was intense. I saw, I didn't watch it. I saw the highlights. I saw Nick Gage crack a light tube on Cardona's head, then take with bare hands. Now, I don't know if you cracked a light to uh, any light before. As soon as you crack it, the whole thing shatters sure. normally. Right. When you crack a fluorescent light tube, it's going to get all over your hands. Sure. So Gage's hands are bloody. He takes the cracked light tube, and one of the ends has a point that looks like the top of this straw right here. That's how long it is. Mm-hmm. And he takes it, and he just pokes 
the top of Matt's forehead. Oh my god! Just pop, 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 like he was trying to freaking whack a mole. You know, when I see situations like that, and I watch that, and just knowing that, you know, that is a whole nother level of just insanity and and just incredible, just stupid shit. But to to Matt's credit, and to other wrestlers that just sit there. And like, like I'll give Arquette credit too. Like he, he took that pizza cutter, and it wasn't like he was like, "All right, no, get the fuck off me!" Like, what are you doing? Like he sat there and took it. Like, and how many times does Cardona have to just sit there and and sell that spot before he's like, "Okay, enough." Yeah, I, I think that's insane. Like at the first poke I get in my head, I'm like, "All right, get, get the hell off me!" Like, but he's first of all, I see I see Nick Gage walking down the aisle. I'm uh, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> fuck that. I'm dude. changing my mind. I'm changing my for a million dollars. You had to fight Nick Gage. Yeah. Mill, you do it for mill, probably. Okay, is that the, is that the, you, is that your minimum? It, yes. If you put a million dollars in front of me, yes. I'm going to do a lot of shit that I probably wouldn't be. Comfortable oh, that we should go go through a list. Not now, but we should go through a list of, of things and see what the line would the be. The labors drawn. of the <laughs> never mind. The, la- the, the labors. labors of black. <laughs> I was going to say the black labors. I was like, that's that probably not sound, good. No, nope, that's not good. Nope, this is an 1870 nope, anymore. We're not doing that. Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Uh, you have to. <laughs> Absolutely not. Your name is unfortunate in that in that situation. I'm so um, pissed. <laughs> your name is unfortunate. Uh, how about you walking a tightrope over the Grand Canyon with just a, a one rope harness? Do I have a parachute? Uh, no. Do you have a harness that's that the harness is attached to the rope, and you have a stick that you can use for balance? It's across the Grand Canyon, like the guy in between the trade centers. Kind of yeah. That that yeah. that Jogo Levitt movie. For million, mill. Do I get to train beforehand? Or would you- do do I get a training camp where I can lose about sure. I don't know one hundred and fifty to two hundred pounds? <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, you yes. If I could walk in at a solid one thirty, I'd be yeah yeah. We'll do it, so balance. in a year, you have a year to do it for a million dollars for a mill. No parachute though. No, you have the the harness that's attached to the rope into the rope. Yeah. So if I fall, something's going to catch hopefully me. that harness holds you on. Yes. Can there be a? Uh, we're negotiating. Now. Yeah, you have a stick. I have a stick for balance. balance right? That's fine. Yes. I have the harness to to hold me it's in. Just that's all you have. Is there a a net to catch me? Of course not. Like you ever net. see? You ever see the video of the guy free free diving? No, and I've seen the Walendas. And he that, just think, fell. Like no. he 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 jumped out of a plane and mm-hmm. fell into a net. Oh, that's bullshit. No, it's you, not bullshit. No. I saw it. Okay, so I'm sure it's real, but I'm saying that's that's bullshit. You have to cross the Grand Canyon like the the wow, what's his name Melinda did uh, over Joseph Gordon Levitt. We'd just say that. Well, <laughs> like Joseph Gordon Levitt like did in that, that one movie. movie, but the actual guy, <laughs> I know. the actual guy, did it over the Grand Canyon with just a stick for balance, a very long stick for balance, and his himself being harnessed onto this rope. That's all you have for a million dollars. For a million dollars, and basically your your life is in. Obviously, in your hands, but you have to trust that you have lost enough weight that that if you happen to slip, that that thing that's holding onto you, that harness, will have the same strength to be able to to hold onto you. Yeah, I'd do it uh, for a mil. Okay, a million dollars. I don't know if you know how much a million dollars. I'm I'm aware. Yeah, it's one million. I'm good. <laughs> really? I'm good for a million dollars. I will never, I, dude. I I am afraid of heights. I, Deathly afraid. Okay. I love roller coasters I'm, too. That's I'm a weird fa- thing. See, I'm the complete opposite. I'm not that afraid of heights, but I hate roller coasters. For that reason? Uh, no. 
Just say roller coasters. I just, I just don't like roller coasters. Oh, well, then that's a different story. I'm talking like, about. I went to Disney. It did the Disney roller coasters. Mm-hmm. It's different. That's that's right. Mickey Mouse compared to everything else, mm-hmm. which quite literally, it's, yeah, it's, literally it's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I did Mickey roller coasters. Uh-huh. Like Six Flags, absolutely not. Wow. Okay. So but you, I'm not you would, that afraid. You and I would not never do King the Ka. No. <laughs> I did go in. I have a picture of me on top of the World Trade Center. Okay. When I was a child. Mm-hmm. In. Uh, I think it was the su- it was either the summer of '01 or the summer of 2000. Okay, it was like right before it happened. Right, uh, but I was fine up there. Like I'm not I'm not afraid of heights that much. Okay, I get claustrophobic a little bit, which is why airplanes is kind of like mm. I don't like airplanes that much. See, I, I I need to self medicate a little bit beforehand. <laughs> Just knock out. Um, that's, that's a problem with that. If uh, if I try to do like I try <laughs> when we went to Florida before COVID. Try to do the uh, right sp- before I remember that <laughs> in January. Yeah. Uh, smoked before we went on the plane, and it's only a two-hour flight, so you you pass out, you wake up, and you're still high. <laughs> so I'm like, it has to be like a long-distance flight. Like I have to be going to Vegas. I'll do you one better. Yeah, I took edibles once. Mm-hmm. As soon as I legally, I have to say, before I entered the airport, mm-hmm. I took two edibles. Oh, jeez. Right? Are you going to Australia? Good God. (laughs) Well, I had to. I was flying to Colombia. Okay. But I had a layover in Panama. And it was like a red eye. Oh, jeez. So I I took the two edibles before before I... The story does not seem like it's going to end well. Before I walked into the airport. Right. And then when I got on the plane, I had a first class ticket. Okay. So as soon as I got on the plane, they're like, oh, what would you like to drink? I was like, you know what? Because it was at night, too. when When we got there, the sun was rising. I was like, let me get Jack on the Rocks mm. and make it a double. So Dude, I got this huge glass of Jack Daniels, uh. and I downed that thing right after takeoff. Okay, I knocked the fuck out. <laughs> How long was that flight? And I slept the next five hours, uh. woke up to the sunrise coming out of my window uh, and them going if everybody would take their seats we are now about to descend into panama perfect. airport See, i was like timing. oh this is awesome <laughs> i planned that out perfectly perfect timing so i really quickly I, we, uh, we always go off the rails here um i have while well, planning on in either next year or the next two years planning on taking a trip to australia because via condios my friend. well here, so here's here's the deal with that and i don't know if i've ever told you this but during COVID, someone reached out to me on Facebook and said, I'm your brother. <laughs> and really? Yeah, did I never tell you this? No. I'm your brother. And my name is Michael. I'm your brother. And went into is a he in whole, Austra- Is he from Australia? You know, he's, he's from America, and he was uh, in the military and basically oh. got stationed back all over the place and ended up in Australia. So when he left the, the, the military, ended up in Australia with his wife, and that's where they are. And uh, he messaged me and went into this whole litany of facts that only someone related to my dad would know and he's this this person here with this cousin here and blah 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 and long story short you and i are related and your like, dad your dad like shit. from your dad yeah oh shit yeah my dad was a player so listen okay. i have i have a half brother that lives in buffalo i didn't want to i didn't want to say oh, no yeah I, I knew this for, for if you're forever. saying it yo he's, good for your dad yeah, man my, so <laughs> my dad man he i have a half brother that lives in buffalo and all his kids and, and my cousins up there and now I have a long found lost uh, brother that found me. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just so weird. So all that to say is that I am dreading the flight 
<laughs> that I'm going to have to partake in. And I'm going to need to either, not either, I'm I'll going to have to just take edibles when I get there. Um, yeah. When I get on the plane, take edibles and do your thing. And then when yeah. I wake up, not even halfway through, it's yeah. still going to be like four. It's, it, I'm going to wake up like five hours in and there's still going to be like another like 14 to go. So what I'm telling you, you're going to have to do, yeah. you're going to have to fly into California and stay there for a day first. Okay. You're going to go to California, have a long layover. Right, right. You know, go to a hotel, stay for the night, get all of the edibles that are in any dispensary. Yes, I will shop at every You need every to dispensary. take like a full thousand milligram <laughs> chocolate bar. He's like, how can I help you? I'm going to Australia. Say no more. <laughs> Come over here and we'll take a look at this shop. It's like Ron Swanson in Parks and Rec. He's like, no, no, no. I don't think you understood me. I want all, all the of the bacon and eggs that you have. <laughs> Not just a couple, like a lot of them. I, I want you're... all of the edibles that you have. I don't think you understand. So yes, so that would be a huge edible partaking. So that's Bro, long... that's wild. That's, I didn't know that. That is uh, storytelling, story time with uh, Chris. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's but... going to be a great trip. We've zoomed we're sitting right here. We've, I've zoomed with them and, and Lisa sitting next to me and him and his wife and um, yeah, they're they're awesome. They're awesome. He's a huge uh, Lakers fan. And he loves the Yankees. And oh, good. <laughs> so just like you and your San Francisco uh, obsession. Um, yeah. So that's I'm looking forward to uh, to meeting him. That's great. That's a 24-hour flight from here, though. I know. So, you know, at least from Los Angeles, it's what, 20, maybe? No. it's, it's uh, L.A. would be six from here in New York. Yeah. So we're another like And you also have to cross the prime meridian, so eight, you're going eighteen hours. You're going ahead of day. Right. So I'm going I'm I'm gonna see my, my yeah. past. <laughs> exactly. See the future. Yeah, so there there you wow. go. And Rails come back too. Here we go. So now uh back to AW. So we had uh We're still on AW. We're still on AW after all this time. <laughs> uh Frankie Kazarian taking on Doc Gallows uh of the Good Brothers. Uh it's a bright well, I, I was a little surprised. Doc Gallows got the win. But the the main story here is um, when uh, uh, Frankie was getting his ass kicked and Hangman's music hits. And he walks, he basically just walks, saunters to the ring uh, with drink in hand. Um, and then Callus was, was there too. Callus is just awesome. He goes, I, I know you cowboys aren't very bright and there's four of us and only one of you. So are you that stupid or are you that drunk? Um, and then Paige gets in the ring and starts going to town. And then the Dark Order comes and... It's it, it, listen again. Every time you watch an AEW match and there's a run in at the end, take a shot because you will be drunk halfway through. Yeah, it's it's without fail. Tony loves a good run in, man. He loves finishing. It's it's never just a match pin done. <laughs> it's it's there's always something going on uh, after the match, which just leads more to the story. So so that match is happening this week, correct? Tomorrow, the five on five match. I'm pretty sure that is yeah, that, that, that is, is happening tomorrow. tomorrow. With with another, by the way, can we also talk about AEW's obsession with just having every single dynamite named the pay per view? I'm okay with that. Well, doesn't it take away from the fact that it's? But they've been doing that since they won. They they have fighter fest has always been a thing. So fight what, for the fallen has also always been a thing. This is true. But it, La, uh, the last fight for the fallen was when uh, I'm sorry, the first fight for the fallen was when Kenny was still doing the whole goodbye mwah, and good night bang, mm. and he didn't do it that one show. Because Fight for the Fallen is a, is a, a it's a fundraiser. It's a, it's a fundraiser for people who are affected by gun violence. Right? Yes, we can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, I'm sure Tony was like, "Listen," and I'm pretty sure that's where he retired it. Kenny, like, he used to finish out all the shows by going right. goodbye and good night, bang. And that's the one I remember that so very vividly. Huh. I was like, "What the fuck? He's not doing it." Well, there's a reason why. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, gun violence." Good, all right, I get it. Good reason. Um, 
So there was that with Hangman Page. Yeah, yeah that matches tomorrow. Uh, the five on five. Hangman, I that believe be the, that should be the main event. Is now officially a part of the Dark Order. If you watch BTE, which you didn't, I did not. I know. I I've stopped trying with you. It's not that I, that's a difference though. It's not that I just don't want to. It's I, listen. When I go to the gym today and I work out, I I promise you, I swear to you, I will watch BTE today. You go on the elliptical. And I will text. That's all I do is the elliptical. I hate I hate cardio, and I will do the elliptical. That's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do the elliptical forty minutes. I really. Need I do get, like twenty five. Yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. I, I need to get my cardio up. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch BTE when you're on there. I will. It I would, promise it's you. Twenty minutes. I promise you, I will text you later and be like, okay, twenty minutes, no commercials. Perfect thing. Perfect. Done. All right. It's like Entourage. It's Fair just enough. fucking right there. Can Tony change some names here? Like WWE had to change Nikki Cross to Nikki Ash. Yeah. So, Not according to uh, uh, Charlotte Flair, though. Not according to Charlotte Flair. But I think AEW has a problem with the ages. Yes, they do. So we have a Brian Cage. Christian Cage. Christian Cage. We have an Adam Page. We have an Ethan Page. We have an Ethan Page. And we have... There was another one. Uh, let's see, page, page, cage, cage. Yes, about cage, cage, page, page. There was a, there was a fifth. There was. I'm forgetting it now too. Uh, oh, shit. Let me look it up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just found that funny. I, I was curious with with that whole thing. Um, and Brian Cage gets uh, interviewed by Dasha, who, good lord, just love her so much. Uh, the returning Wheeler Yuta two weeks in a row with Orange Cassidy taking on Darby Allen after it's accompanied by Sting uh, after his epic match with Ethan Page. The aforementioned Ethan Page uh, last week in the coffin match. Um, favorite, probably favorite moment of the entire night uh, was Sting taking on Orange Cassidy outside of the ring and them having their uh, their their boot off. That was amazing. That was hysterical. <laughs> if you don't know Orange Cassidy's character, he basically is like a lazy slug, uh, like a sloth, and he just like does everything like at like tenth speed. And so Sting reciprocated. And Picture Festus, thing. but with a brain. Festus with a brain and and fighting just at the same speed. And uh, yeah, it was it was just very funny. Um, so Darby Allen got the win on that one uh, with the blade actually cold cocking uh, Orange Cassidy with the brass knuckles. Um, that would come to bite him in the ass later on oh it was i realized you forgot about that who it was nick gage nick gage there you go yes <laughs> thank you that's the fifth there's the f- and i see it and the number five coming coming full circle again with uh him being the fifth person i sent that to you i sent that to the, to you and steven and and it was from aew on tnt and mm. it said nick gage brian nick gage brian cage adam page christian cage ethan page and then my quote was, "Oh, first of all, they said we'd like to hear, uh, we'd like to hear Excalibur call this match." Yes, <laughs> which would be f- absolutely hilarious. They should, yes, they should all put them all together and see if Excalibur can pull it. I out. had one question that I sent to you guys after that, and it was, "Why did I keep saying it like it was the theme song to the Fairly Odd Parents?" <laughs> That's all I could think about. <laughs> Chocolate shake. Oh, That's man. all. <laughs> Uh, let's see, a women's world title match with Britt Baker and uh, Nyla Rose. Did Britt Baker, she broke her hand during this match. Yes. Uh, do you her know, wrist? Her wrist. At, her what, hand. at what point did she actually break it? She's very fragile, I got to tell you. She is. <laughs> she was very, but you know, I give her credit because even when she's fragile, she'll still be on TV. Like She'll still like show up. Um, if it was the one that she locks in her lockjaw with, yeah. it might have been. It, it was definitely before the end of the match, obviously, because if you noticed, 
she it looked like she was struggling with her her ring and her pinky finger to lock. She only locked in with, with two, two fingers. fingers. Right. Normally she would have sunk the whole thing in right. like Mr. Sacco. Right. Yes. But she only had two fingers in there. Like she was the, like picking at her tongue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a PG way of putting it. I was going to say finding a G spot in her mouth. In her mouth. Interesting. Um, <laughs> no. That's the third time you've done that, by the nope. way. No, nope. I know. Can't say I gotta. It. I gotta. St- Just say it. Just say nope. It. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I can't. I can't. That okay. one. That one. I know for a fact. I can't. I've done the other two before. <laughs> this one. I know for a fact. I can't. All right. Then you're better off. If you have to censor yourself, then you're probably better off. Uh, we. So we. We have a. Uh, she retained the, the belts and she broke her wrist in the process of uh, fighting Dyla. Uh, let's see here. At a, a press conference with FTR and Santana and Ortiz, proving how real they are and they're real. Real. Um. Shivani interviewing uh, Andrade El Idolo, and then the Death Triangle comes out. I, I love when Tony Shivani. Every time Tony Shivani's in the ring and something goes down, is about to go down, you've never seen a big man or a fat person r- run so fast. Yeah, he is uh, out. He's done. Like he's he's like I'm no part of peace. This. Uh, he's out with his his uh, diamond studded earring. Uh, let's see the here. Swag for a sixty year old man like that. <laughs> Woo, <laughs> that swag. Um, I love how he was like, he's telling the two of them, you should join uh, join me. <laughs> Just the, the balls. Uh, and then we have the introduction, speaking of introductions, his new executive consultant, which I love so much more than uh, having uh, Vicky Guerrero. We ha- introduced Chavo Guerrero and the pop that he got. I know. Was outstanding. It was and surprising. Surprising and outstanding. See, now that was a surprising pop. Yeah, yeah. That was a very surprising pop. So Chavo Guerrero is now basically, even though he played like the face, he's basically Imagine the, he goes, the, the this manager. is Chad White. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the worst gimmicks of all time, that's, that's got to be up there in the top five. Worst gimmicks of all time, Chad White. Um, Chavo Guerrero looked like... Oh, I, I wrote it down. Chavo Guerrero looked like Pitbull from Guadalajara. <laughs> okay. Pitbull's... Poor, uh, I don't know where Pitbull's from now that I think about it. At least from Miami, Mr. 305. I was going to say... Mr. Worldwide. Is he from Guadalajara? No, uh, he's not. He's definitely Puerto Rican. I think. I think. <laughs> it's a definite. But yeah. Uh, here's one of the ages. Uh, Christian Cage with uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy backstage. We had Alex Marvez... Uh, backstage with uh, QT Marshall and, and the factory. Um, no protein shake this week for Marvez. Uh, and then Orange Cassidy taking on uh, the, the blade from before, getting his retribution for getting knocked out by the uh, the brass knucks. Uh, let's see here. So we got uh, the win there for Orange Cassidy. And then the main event, which I, I like loved, say, which was amazing. But I did have a feeling that he was going to drop this belt. Me too. And did he? Uh, I mean, not in a, in a like definite, uh, obvious way, but in a Texas death match with uh, John Moxley taking on Lance Archer. Um, it was amazing. It was. It, <laughs> it was, was so good. It was so good. It was very violent. Um, with steel chairs and and Moxley trying to uh, break uh, Archer's ankle. Lance threw a guy. <laughs> At John Moxley. Uh, John Moxley, yeah. <laughs> John that was Moxley. crazy. Uh, at, at, towards the end of the match, he uh, Moxley pulled out the uh, the barbed wire on the board situation, put it on the table, and Archer threw him into those barbed wires. And the idea of a choke slam in, into it. How does that? I, I just I, like every time that happens, I'm like, first of all, it gets it's going to get in your skin, so it's on your back. It's got to go unless you lift your head up when you go down. It's going to be in your head. 
you can't just basically pull away from it because it'll be in your shirt, but then it's also in your skin. So you have to like slowly get out of there so it's not ripping your flesh completely off your butt. Like they're just insane. Is that a car backing up? It is a something backing up. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the whole the whole thing was just absolutely crazy. Yeah. Like when a John uh John and, and, and Kenny Omega had that well it wasn't a death match, it was more well, we won't talk about that death match. Uh John and, and Kenny Omega had that no disqualification match or whatever it was that oh the lights out match, I'm sorry. Yes. In Baltimore at mm. whatever pay per view that was. Mm. And they had that full bed frame that was all rigged with barbed wire. I don't know, understand how they even got out of that stuff. I know. It's ridiculous. It is insane. But the entire time, I, I had a, a constant thought going through my head. I was like, John Moxley can't lose this title. I mean, he could. He did, obviously. He did. Uh, but while this match was going on, I was like, John Moxley can't lose his title. But also, Lance Archer can't lose to John Moxley for the IWGP championship for a third time, I right, think. Right, right. So I was like, he has to win. But the end of the match, I'm sorry, after the match, mm-hmm. was where shit got interesting. Yeah. So it, before the match, uh, actually, like middle of the of the uh, the night, they showed. If I'm going to butcher this name, you are. I can't wait. Hikulio. Uh, no. No, it's not. Please go. So I always thought. Because I always saw his his Instagram handle online, like in New Japan stuff and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was Haiku Leo, like a poem, mm-hmm. and then also the astrological sign. Okay. But it's not. It's it, Hikuleo. 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 And he is Did the son of? That. He is the son of King. King. Haku. <laughs> King Haku. King Haku. Also yeah. the brothers of Bullet Club's original member. Mm-hmm. Tamatanga and uh, Tangaloa. Is he the only member left of Bullet Club? Technically. Who? Tama. The original? Like the original six? Yes. Yes. He is the him and no uh, Bad Luck Fale, I believe. I'm not I'm not all the way caught up on Bullet Club news. Mm. But I am caught up in Bullet Club American news and that's the only thing. Bullet Club America. <laughs> the big expanded version. BCA. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's your AEW and then for uh Yes. So now we have a Bullet Club member on both AEW and Impact Wrestling. Oh, Interesting. Well, and WWE. No, no, no. But like actual Bullet Club. Not like you used to be Bullet Club. The current Bullet Club. I'm talking about current. Like oh, I'm currently talking. indoctrinated, inducted into okay. the Bullet Club. Hikaleo is in the Bullet Club. Mm. Jay White is the leader of the Bullet Club. And spoiler alert, in five seconds. Go. One, two, three, four, five. Chris Bay does join the Bullet Club next week. Pretty sure I saw that. If it didn't happen last week, it's going to happen next week. I don't think it happened last week. But next week, Chris Bay will be joining the Bullet Club. I saw the spoilers online. You had your chance. I gave you the five seconds. And oh, now you, we're done you didn't, say, you didn't say it was a spoiler. You just counted to five. You, you were like, next time you got to be like. I said, I'm saying a spoiler in five, okay, gotcha. four, three, two, one. Yeah. Boom. Spoiler. All right. Now that. Uh, welcome back, guys, who just tuned out of the spoiler <laughs> talk. 
think people know that. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, so we have the five-on-five five for tomorrow. We have the five-on-five five, uh, Dark Order versus the, the Elite. We have the around uh, the chapter two of the Five Labors of Jericho with the Painmaker. Forgot to mention that. He, oh, yes. He had that segment with, uh, I think it was Marvez, and yeah. he, he had his back to the camera. He turned around, and he had the, the crow makeup on. So the Painmaker from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Chris Jericho, is taking on Nick Gage uh, in a no-rules match. <laughs> <laughs> no rules match. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I'm going- Oh, Chris Jericho's going to get sliced open with a pizza cutter. I cannot wait. Can't wait. Uh, Santana Ortiz taking on FTR. Ooh, hang on one second. I think John Moxley might in- interfere in that match. In which match? In the Nick Gage match. In the, in the Jericho match. They still have that feud going from, from, from GC- way back when. From way back when. <laughs> way back when. And also reintroduced the GCW. Uh, Lance Archer versus... Hikaleo. Hikaleo. I was, I was actually going to say that, too. Uh, and then Christian Cage. Uh, a big motherfucker, dude. He really was. Like he's, he's, he's so he's, tall. He's looking down in Lance Archer. He's seven, he's seven feet tall, That's easily. Absolutely insane. He's a skinny, skinny guy, though, but yeah, he was tall. Uh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus taking on uh, the Hardy family office. Yes. Um, yeah, and that's what we have so far for, uh, for tomorrow. It's going to be a good, good card. That main event is going to be insane. I'm looking forward to that elite and, and page match. Yeah, that has to be the main event. Um, so yeah, I think Chris Jericho is going to kick off the show. That's just a hey, the, thought. I mean, that's that should be the way it goes. Let's yeah. sure that music hits. Yeah, let's this see is the way. Uh, Both of their musics are going to hit. I it's going to be like, oh my god! Imagine Nick Cage comes out to no music. <laughs> he should. He just be silent. Yeah. <laughs> um, to the dubs, dub dub the WWE uh, SmackDown and your results here. So. Kick things off, and this might be one of my favorite Paul Heyman segments because he gets out when when it was beautiful. I almost cried. Cena is waiting for the uh, him crying right now. The SummerSlam challenge to challenge the head of the table, um, and and asks the crowd, "Are you Team Jorts or your your team uh, uh, Cargo?" Um, (laughs) It was very funny, but then which is not all. It's not inaccurate. It's it's really not. Uh, Paul Heyman. Comes out in the mic and says that he, uh, why should Reigns basically uh, accept your challenge? You're not worth it. And then proceeds to walk off and does the. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. I, I, this, this might be one of the best versions of Paul Heyman we have. I absolutely agree. And it, Cena, in the WWE, little asterisk in the WWE. And Cena holding back, it, it, I thought he was just going to start cracking up, but he, he did his best to, to keep it straight. Um, the, so a great start to uh, to SmackDown. Finn Balor taking on Sami Zayn, um, which I mean could have been a, a pay per view style match, which is absolutely insane. And Finn Balor getting the win, and we would not be the last time we see Finn Balor. Uh, let's talk about Rolling Loud. Yes, please. So this was the it. first time that SmackDown, first time ever, that SmackDown was emanating from two different locations. And one of them was Rolling Loud. One of them was Rolling Loud. And uh, so it's a music festival in Miami. And how many people were in that in, in attendance there? Oh, 50,000. It had, had to be easily. I don't know. It was, it, it, But seriously, it had to be easily at least 50,000. They have this ring on the stage. First of all, this had to be before any any acts were going on. Um because you just can't. I, just have, I mean, unless Wale was performing inside of the WWE, but you had a well, that too. You had they had this ring there, um, sitting there on, on the stage, and so basically Wale comes out, introduces 
uh, basically WWE. What? A, first of all, smart thing for the WWE to do. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Good call because they were like, "What the hell's going on here?" Um, so he tries to hype up the crowd. And you see SmackDown everywhere, and it was a great look. It looked really impressive. Um, there was it sounded really impressive. It too. sounded yeah. It, so it sounded impressive too because we just love to use uh, background tracks. Nobody. Nobody for the for the for this match for Angel Dawkins versus Chad Gable or for the rematch with uh, Bianca Belair and Carmella, there was not one person that was into this entire thing. I mean, think festival. about it. At, when you saw, at the if end, if you're of, not a hardcore wrestling fan, you're smoking weed. That's the last thing that you want to be looking I know, at. All you want to do is hear hip hop and R and B, and yeah, I don't want to be watching a wrestling match. There was no pop for anything, and the funny thing was that they showed they would show crowd shots and like you hear like yeah. Like all this background noise. Meanwhile, of course, they pumped it in. Uh, they had to have, but I don't think it was that much of pumped in. Not there, there was there wasn't like crowd let me, cheers. Let, like, let me rephrase that. the The crowd cheer was not coming from Rolling Loud. The no crowd cheer was coming from the live crowd that was in Cleveland. There could have been that too. That's what I think okay. happened. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But again, my point being, this was just. It was a good thing to, I mean, if on both sides of the coin here, a good thing to do to get the eyes on this product that aren't wrestling fans. Yeah. The bad part of this was that it just looked completely dead. For fifty to 60,000 people si- sitting there, like this is what the, probably the biggest event I've seen so far after COVID of gathering of people. This, it was just a weird, a weird situation. So I, I think the one thing, the, the missed opportunity you have is A, you if you don't have Pat McAfee at Rolling Loud. <laughs> That's number one. And uh, B, Matt Riddle. Yeah, this is true, yeah. I Matt Riddle yeah. was literally on his Instagram story talking about a burnt down freaking garage that had blunt wraps and, <laughs> and a bag and an abandoned pair of shoes because he couldn't find the entrance for Pittsburgh or wherever the fuck it was. It was hilarious. So between that match and uh, Bianca Belair and Carmella, uh, no no uh, wardrobe malfunctions in that one, but it was just... It just it just fell flat. I'll it, tell you what would have gotten more pop if it had a wardrobe it, malfunction. It would have gotten a huge pop, um, but it just fell, fell absolutely flat with all. Look at all those people, and they have this this match, and, and all of them on. are sitting down smoking weed right smoking now. Smoking weed, standing up, smoking weed, and just there's, there was no appreciation for what was going on in the ring. That's why the match was so just so short. Um, Edge coming out, and and ironically enough, when they go back to the arena, and Edge's music hits. Everybody is insane. Like the, probably the biggest pop of the night was him and Cena. And if you had Edge at Rolling Loud, you would have gotten somewhat of a pop. Nothing. Cena, you would have gotten some. Well, yeah, Cena. Cena would have. Edge. Edge is one of those characters that hasn't really, unless you watch some of his TV shows, like sci-fi shows. He's hey, not, hey, he, hey, hey, hey. He's not really. His appearance on Vikings. Okay, that's enough. Was fucking incredible. <laughs> I'm sure he would want Emmy. He had a heel turn and everything. I don't him. want to hear no <laughs> shit. <laughs> he had a heel turn. He did. Um, Edge, Edge, listen. Ed, Ed, anytime Edge can talk about the the brood uh, in the Ministry of Darkness and get a pop for that, good for you. Uh, that's that was a good uh, callback. Notice he didn't go Edge and Christian. Yeah, do the posing. No, <laughs> Christian Cage is dead to me. Um, let's see here. So Edge is looking back on. Edge on, goes, I feel like I was locked up in a cage. And looks directly at the camera. Yeah. Um, looking to get payback on Seth Rollins, and then Rollins' music hits and comes out. He says, I'm not going to touch you. Rollins gets in his face. He said, I lied. And then he punches him and starts going after him. Uh, we had our debut of Tony Storm taking on Zelina Vega. And she has a new finishing move, which was very impressive. It's called Storm One. I 
think it was the same finishing move as NXT, just a different name. It looks a little different. In NXT, she had a finishing move called Storm Zero. Okay. So I, from from my... I think it's a different move. It might be. Um, but anyway. Uh, it's impressive. It is impressive, and, and so is she. Uh, now, do I want to see her pull it off that short of a figure? Do I want to see her pull it off against a, Nia Jax or Tamina? Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. It's going to be hilarious to watch. Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> Not hilarious. That was that was mean. It's going to be amazing to watch. <laughs> be impressive to watch. Tony Storm gets the win on that one. Uh, Jimmy Uso taking on Dominic Mysterio. And this match was actually very good up until the very end when they had a little botch. Uh, so there was supposed to be a final. Uh, huge. Uh, Jimmy was supposed to go for a like a fireman's carry off, off of the ropes that he was springing himself off of. And he just completely dropped him. And then it was just a weird roll-up situation where it then ended up with Jay doing the same thing that they did on Money in the Bank with him pushing his feet onto Jimmy's back for the win. Uh, they, co- they go to the ramp. Uh, and then the head of the table's music hits, and Roman comes out and uh, go to commercial, come back. He denies Cena his uh, challenge for SummerSlam, which I find hysterical, um, since we are still going to get that match, obviously. And then Finn Balor's music hits, and we're like, oh, this is going to be this is gonna be a thing. <laughs> this now, is- that was the first thing. I just want to point that out. It was the first thing I said about Finn Balor going to SmackDown. Hmm. I was like, he needs to get somewhere close to the Universal Championship. He should. And? And there you go. And he did. So if we get this match next week or the week after, I'm sure that uh, it, it, we won't win it. But um, it, it's I, I'm just I'm just impressed that they even thought of doing this. It's, it's kind of outside the box for WWE to kind of do this so quickly and change things up where it was supposed to be Cena and Reigns and, and then here's a, here's a uh, curveball that we're just going to throw in a baller into the mix here. Um SmackDown was really good. Raw, on the other hand, was okay. Did we ever get to mention the one line from Raw? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. The the, the best line of the night. Yeah. Please. Uh, I forget exactly what he said before that, but he just goes, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Oh, he was talking about Cena's gimmick. He was talking about Cena's gimmick. He's still got the bright shirts and this. 2005 Cena. The jean shorts. It's like like the same thing over and over and over again. And in his head, you could see the switch turn off script, and he just goes, it's like missionary position over (laughs) and over again. And as I said before, it depends on how you do it. And if you can mix things up in the missionary, it's it's all good. That was my sex talk. The more you know. <laughs> and so there, <laughs> yes, the, the the line of the night and the crowd just going absolutely insane. And so, and then that's when Finn Balor came out. So I I, I apologize for completely omitting that whole part. And speaking of omitting, it has been omitted from the playback via WWE. <laughs> That's how you know it was off That's script. That's how you know it was off script. <laughs> that is how you know. Um, Which is why I don't think Bobby Lashley's bullshit was off script. I think that was written in. That was written in. See, that's that's weird that they, they, they're such hypocrites. Meanwhile, on my DVR, when it does the replay, so it will record whatever playback it does latest. So the original re- recording is obviously on Fox, but then they'll do a replay on like FS1 or FS2. Yeah. That recording is what will t- supersede the previous recording and even in that which sucks like there's nothing i can do about that but even in that recording on youtube tv they still show they still had that line about uh really? missionary position over and over again so it's it's just weird how they pick and choose things well i think going to peacock 
because I, after I, a while, all of them end up on Peacock. Right, right. I guess. Not, like NXT is the ne- or, uh, Thursday. Right. I think Thursday is when NXT goes live. Not live, but it goes, uh, the replay goes on to Peacock. Mm. Which I'm not liking NXT nowadays. Oh. Yeah, my boys are not there. Oh, oh yeah. Where are they? The grizzled uh, yes, yes, young yes. veteran <laughs> yes. soon to be recognized. Where are they? I haven't done that in a while. It felt good. They hurt? No. I just, I sh- dude, they didn't win the fucking championship when they were supposed to because Matt Riddle had to be over with the whole fucking crowd. So we go over to, uh, to Raw here, your July 26th edition of Raw, and kicking things off with Nikki A.S.H., What's the over-under on her as a champion? Because it can't be long. It's SummerSlam. Because you can't have, you, you can't have this situation where she comes out. Um, she does awesome uh, kickoff with, uh, I've always wanted to say this, but welcome to Monday Night Raw. It gets a huge pop. But now you have, they, they basically, what's a very long intro, uh, Monday Night Raw. It took a little way too long. With Charlotte coming out and confronting her, and then Rhea Ripley coming out, and then Adam Pearce coming out. Um, with Sonya Deville to set up this this uh, triple threat for SummerSlam. Fine. All well and good. But then they're going to have a match later on. I, I will gripe about her character later on when we get to the, the main event. She's not... I'll tell you this right now. She's mm-hmm. not holding that title past SummerSlam. Charlotte's going to win that title at SummerSlam mm-hmm. and we are going to get mm-hmm. the return of Becky Lynch. Has to be. Oh. There's no other way about it. Okay. Becky, the man was born at SummerSlam. That's true. What better way to return than at SummerSlam? Than the, the place of your birth. <laughs> um see Raw versus uh Raw results here, so let's get to get to that here. Damian Priest uh, taking on Sheamus and we actually had a clean finish. Holy shit. Uh Damien Priest will be United States champion. He will absolutely be United States champion. And Makes he, sense because he's more he's more American than fucking Sheamus <laughs> is. Very true. He's Puerto Rican. Did you get the joke? I did. Yes. Puerto Rico's part of America. Got I it. just wanted to point that it, in there. It is it just part fifty first state. Allegedly. Well, not yet. Uh, Styles and uh, Omos taking on the Viking Raiders uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championship. I really thought that the Viking Raiders were going to pull. I it out. so did I, but uh, Omos just they, they they are giving him every single like ounce of push to I'm be like unbreakable i'm over the aj and omos uh, uh tag really? team t- a tag team title run really okay i think they should pull it pull a uh sean michaels and diesel Do they should have him go for the main title i got it okay or at I, least I, I, the, I at least the u.s title or something yeah it's uh, not, i wouldn't say the main title yet he's still he's, he still seems very green um I'm not saying Omos to go after the main title. Who? Styles? Yeah, AJ. Oh, oh Styles. I and mean, have Omos as his heater. Styles could always go for, go for the title. I mean, it's, there's this is just for him to get the, the Grand Slam as far as belts go. But, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, at that, any was point, all, that, that was all that this was for. Styles can we break off. Have. Yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre taking on uh, Veer and uh, winning by DQ. Of course, why not? Cool. Uh, next <laughs> Claymore kicks the, the lawyer um, here's our here's our other uh, wardrobe malfunction and slash uh, injury uh, match so we had it, our women's tag team champions Natalia and Tamina taking on Eva Marie and Dewdrop um, immediately in, in the match uh, Eva Marie was trying to avoid getting hit by Natalia puts her 
her body, half her body outside the rope so she doesn't get touched, and the back of her, her top comes ripping off. So now she has, and it's, it wasn't like completely off, but it, it ripped mostly. And uh, yeah, so there was that wardrobe malfunction. And then Dewdrop and Natalia are going at it, rolling around, and she apparently, tw- in, in the roll-up, broke her ankle, Natalia yeah. did, in that, in that roll-up. And uh, so now it, there are reports that she's going to have to go for surgery after that r- ridiculous roll-up. Uh, that Dewdrop performed, so just uh, just unfortunate. Uh, so there was that. Uh, I can't they, believe they I, I, that has to be some type of freak injury because I don't I don't it feel for it didn't a look second like, that Dewdrop is that green where she's just that. No, like, but it, like, it, it, there was an impressive like uh, sequence of events that she did to do that roll up, and it didn't look like yeah. she was like haphazard in any way. Like she just rolled her up, and just I guess her I guess her weight was on her, her ankle, and and. Uh, Conor McGregor sends a thinking. She went in with an existing ankle injury. It might, it might have been the same same situation. <laughs> Do you see? By the way, speaking of Conor McGregor, that he was talking about, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, his dead dad. Um, oh, Khabib. Khabib. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't know. I just that's not just that's just not something you do. <laughs> it's not. He's playing too much into the heel role right now, and it's not fun. It's. Yeah, it's not. It was. It was cute at one point. Now it's not. Uh, this is a match that did not need to happen. Carrying Cross taking on Keith Lee. Um, I'll take that match any time, but the fact that you have both guys, Carrying uh, Cross is just debuting and he lost his first match. Keith Lee lost his first match uh, in his re-debut. Uh, so this is both their second matches in Raw coming back, and Keith Lee lost. Unnecessary to have this match. Um, and I know that this is this is basically the substitution for uh, having Hardy out sick. Why did it have to be Keith Lee? It didn't have to be Keith Lee. That's I the whole, the whole bet point. you so, Vince McMahon probably just saw the last match that Keith Lee had in NXT and was like, oh, it was against Karrion Cross. Yeah. Well, then we'll put them in a match. Too. So then why? So then here's, you said Jeff has COVID? <laughs> All right. God damn it. You're, you're Vince. Um, so we could have done So here, I'm going to circle back to, uh, to Keith Lee here. Uh, we have Mustafa Ali and Mansoor taking on Mason T-Bar, which, uh, okay. I wasn't that mad at this. No, the match was actually okay. It was just, uh, you know, for the this is this is literally the definition of a mid-card. Because they st- it, it, the reason why we don't like it is because they started their, their whole gimmick mm. and it left a sour taste in our mouth. Yes. Like from day one, we were just like, ugh. Yes. Oh, speaking of uh, retribution. Mm-hmm. Damian Priest, uh, you, you may remember his finishing move in NXT was called The Reckoning. Yes. Which they took off because when he went to the main roster, Retribution was already there and a prominent thing. Right. Jimmy Smith called it The Reckoning. I think it's back. It should be back. <laughs> I it think back. it's back. Bring it back because there's, there's no reason why Retribution should have any say into the name of anything. Um, this is where I was going to go with uh, Keith Lee. We had... Bobby Lashley coming out uh, with uh, MVP talking about Goldberg and uh, uh, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander make their way out. So now it's a, a two-on-one against Bobby Lashley. Why couldn't Keith Lee fight one of them? Why couldn't you have Karrion Cross fight one and Keith Lee fight the other? That way, Keith Lee and Karrion Cross both look strong instead of having Keith Lee t- take a loss. Yeah, get the it doesn't and, make any sense. I mean, these, these two are now jobbers. You have Shelton Benjamin chasing after the 24-7 title now. So also, why did they? They really didn't specify whether this was a, a handicap match or a triple threat. 
Bobby Lashley, from what I saw, maybe I missed it, but from what I saw, Bobby Lashley just goes, he grabs the mic from MVP and goes, I'll take them both on. All right. That could mean one of two things, either a handicap match or a triple threat. Or a triple threat. They're not a tag team anymore. Right. That's right. why I was like, oh, we're going to have a triple threat match. This is going to be cool. Yeah. Even but if you he... notice, he did what Roman did at WrestleMania. Hmm. He smashed them. Yes. He stacked them. Yes. And, and he pinned them. And he pinned them. Yeah. Even though Sean Lundin said that he hates the sound of Cedric's voice, they, they teamed up together. I do, too. Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not attractive. Um, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. Uh, Riddle taking on John Morrison. So over. Riddle. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, I do like the dripsticks. Um, this I could have absolutely done without, and I just don't understand. I could have done without the match. However, I do want our truth to be mic'd up for all of his for matches all his matches. Yes. I don't know why that's not a thing. It's like the uh, when when MLB does the uh, the mic'd up on on the field. Yeah, I uh, just gets like the inside scoop here. So basically, Reginald's not a wrestler. He's just he just is an acrobatic person. He clearly got signed from Cirque du Soleil. Got it, yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Um, and then the main event, which the Charlotte Flair taking on Nikki Ash. Uh, so here is my gripe, and then I'm going to not say anymore as far as the show goes. Um. This is, I feel, going to be a short reign. I don't understand the fact that you have someone who just is now trying to be a fan favorite. Um, that Clearly is not, though. But, but is going to continue being this, I can still do it. Like, her, her she lost this match, and she said after, in, in the promo, I can still beat you. I, I just want to know that I can still beat you. But you, but you lost. So we're gonna have another match next week, okay? Because that's what we do. We just do repeat matches over and over again. But as now the new champion, you coming across so weak against Charlotte Flair, which I mean, it is Charlotte Flair. But at the same time, you could have looked a little more, you know, strong in your character. It it, it came it just came across as insanely weak, and it's just not a it's just not not a good look for a long term. How would you feel if at SummerSlam or at least leading up to SummerSlam she drops that gimmick and goes back to the psychopath Nikki Cross? I then I'd be fine with it. But this is this is kind of like feeding into all the little boys and girls who they want to give positive affirmation affirmations to. But well that's also why they did that that's why I don't want to say that's why they 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 put the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship on Bianca, but it does have something to do with it. But Bianca, see, but the, I think the difference is that it's Bianca, because Bianca and, is so new in the in the game. That's why I'm saying that. Very true. But I also think that Bianca is a more credible champion yes, than Nikki Ash. Absolutely. Now, yeah. if it was Nikki Cross mm. and you had her banging her chest and all that stuff and then running down to the ring and all that and not doing this weird... I don't even know what to call it uh-huh. anymore. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, it it just doesn't make any sense. Rip off the mask. Yeah. Have Killian Danis or Valet. There Imagine you go. That. <laughs> Bring him back. Um, yeah. Funny. At one point, Charlotte tried to rip the rip the mask off. Um, we're gonna have a, a triple threat at at, at uh, SummerSlam uh, for this belt, and and I'm quite okay with that because we know that Rhea Ripley and Charlotte can carry a match. Yes. Yes, and it's it, it can't it can't be long because she there's no way that she can carry a full match. No, she's just very it, she just seems very limited in her move set and yeah. Uh, yeah, like having Rhea Ripley against uh, Charlotte Flair, you can just tell that the two of them are 
above and beyond. And this is just something that it's un- it's not that it's unfortunate. It's like, listen, I, I feel like Vince wants to give everybody the opportunity to say they had the title. Uh, you know, if, especially if it's a character that he is gone on record as saying that he actually likes in Nikki Ash, um, because it appeals to the, the younger base. I'm sure she'll sell a ton of merch. It's just, and I'm sure that's why the belt is on her. But for for now, it's just long term. It's not gonna, it's not gonna end well. And this match is just, it was just a a a tribute to that fact that it's just, it's not gonna. It's not going to go that far. The last thing I'm going to say on this is this is just WWE's attempt to try to get someone over and also have three letters like DMD. There you go. D- <laughs> D- A S H D. Thanks, Karrion, for coming on over. Um, now, if, if Karrion Cross had gone to SmackDown, what would have happened? She still would have been Nikki Cross then? <sighs> like, there's a whole bunch of factors in this. Yeah, I, don't, I know. I know. It's, just, it's, it's also so stupid. stupid. <laughs> But then again, we're also saying how, hey, listen, it's kind of difficult to have Nick Gage, Adam Page, <laughs> Christian Cage, Ethan Page. But at least they don't, they don't change. They have to change their names because someone else is there. Like this is this is your name. Your name is Cage. Okay, great. What's your name? Oh, Brian Cage. You have the same last name. Okay, fine. You're you're Brian Cage. You're Nick. You're Christian why, Cage. Why did Christian have to come Adam with Page. The Cage though? Why couldn't he just be Christian? Because he was always Christian Cage outside of WWE. But it does. It, but in WWE, he was Christian. Right. So why he could have just gone with Christian if they no, had said, couldn't. "Listen, there's too many cages on hand." But he couldn't have. Just like Andrade can't go by Andrade, he has to go by Andrade El Idolo. How can you trademark so, like a first name, like a random first name? I can't name my kid Christian because WWE has a trademark on it. You can't be Christian in WWE. Can you be Catholic? <laughs> All right, I gotta go. I gotta go. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, there's no way in hell. There's absolutely no way in hell that. Uh, that was so funny. I should. Okay, for trying to find you. Even Have find, a good one, fellas. Even trying to find a rim shot for you. Couldn't find it. That's how disgusted my computer is with you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are done. <laughs> we are done. We have NXT tonight. We have uh, Fight for the Fallen tomorrow. And then more SmackDown and Raw next week. Please hit us up on the Twitter. Uh, at Sons of Slam show. Let us know what you think. Guys, again, thank you for uh, listening. We appreciate it. And we just look at the numbers every week and see that uh, we have more and more listeners every week. And that means a lot. We're not doing this uh, for nothing. <laughs> Even though we, we love wrestling so much, we do want to spread it out to the masses. So please let everybody know what we're doing here. Guys, thanks again. My name is Chris Mindell. That is the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir. Thank you guys again. Adios. Peace out. The Sons of Slam podcast.